This is a podcast from Minute Media. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. If you're listening to this, the day comes out. It is Thursday, December 23rd. Happy holidays to all. Of course, I'm joined here by the other half of this podcast, Raleigh. And Pat, high school friend, guy who sings the songs, and we haven't really made a new one. Oh well, yeah, we we're going to intro him, but I thought you were going to say hello. Then I would say Pat Muccio, the one who does all the songs. People know Mooch. I haven't been functioning well for the past several days but so okay. you're not getting sick so, yeah. too are you no i'm just talking emotionally from uh, oh, i hear you i hear you um we'll, get into, coming, we'll get into all that mucho you're recording with us from an airport what airport are you at i am in dallas uh on the way to florida going to spend the holidays on on christmas island oh, yeah real tough it. life live in california christmas in florida my condolences to you and your family but um you guys are bickering like an old married couple. Must mean the Browns are uh, are struggling. So yeah, let's, uh, right. We've been here before. <laughs> hey, should we make uh, this episode the Christmas special? We don't have to like yeah. release a bunch of new songs, but we'll play a song at the end, maybe, maybe Absolutely. a couple songs from last year. Absolutely. Right. Welcome back to the Christmas special, guys. The <laughs> Christmas spirit flow through. Christmas us all. COVID special, baby. We're here. We're here. Uh, <laughs> So let's talk about the game. Uh, I was there, fifth row dog pound, no big deal. It was a hell of a game. My emotions, like everyone else, were, I can't even describe. Um, but to be honest with you boys, I- I've told you this. It was, that loss hurt more than any loss I can remember since 99. I couldn't sleep that night. It was horrible. It was terrible. But at the same time, I've also never been so proud of that team either because they worked and played their butts off considering the circumstances. I have nothing against anyone out there. They played their asses off. So the very end things didn't go our way is what it is. But yeah, that one hurt real, real bad. Um, I went from in a matter of five minutes, went from doing circles running up and down the aisle I was in, screaming, going nuts with people, high-fiving everyone and their mothers, literally. So then when that field goal went in at the end, just sitting there, facing my hands, not crying. It's too cold to cry. But that's where we're at, guys. And now, obviously, the rest of the season is must-win. We still don't know what our team is going to be like for this next Green Bay game. But let's do some positives real quick, all right? First shout-out, Nick Mullins. Uh to come off the practice squad to have really no reps or practice until the day before then they come in and have no turnovers, no sacks, shut out our line. Incredible. And hats off to him. He came in and did what he was supposed to do. And I have no qualms with him. Uh, that was awesome. I also want to say shout out to miles. 
again, I've said this before in this podcast, I don't think we're ever going to truly appreciate the force, the player, the, the person he is until he's not here anymore. That's just how it is. Cause he's so great. I don't even know where all can wrap our heads around it yet. Shout out to greedy. That interception was incredible. Uh, I know we still lost a game, but that, you know, he can play his ass off too. Um, and I do want to give another shout out tack McKinley. It sucks that we lost him for the year of the torn Achilles. He came in on a one-year prove-it deal. He proved it. He busted his ass all season and was lined up for something. Um, I wish the best for him. I hope he's back here with us. We'll see what happens there. Um, but, boys, I'll let you uh, – give me your thoughts on the game. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> that swing of emotions from going ahead with the touchdown and then be with the pick, it was like <sighs> – shame on me for thinking that it was pretty much one and then it's like okay guys just get the first down get the first down and it sucks uh, they ran it three times in a row with chubb right which i'm not going to be like oh you can't run it three times yeah. in a row with chubb yeah but they did. the hindsight of it, it like on that third one third and two third and three whatever it was it's like well pretty sure everyone thinks that they're going to chubb they're probably going to chubb and they had like nine guys in the box it was what it was hope wasn't entirely lost but god was that just a bummer i i thought the the most gut-wrenching play was uh when the raiders were driving and there was a little short pass and it looked like two browns players were going to be able to hit whoever caught it in bounds, which would have been huge. One, he would have been short of the first down Two, the clock would have kept running. And he just kind of snaked his way by him and got like seven more yards, got the first down and went out of bounds, which reading up, I mean, it, it sucks that it happened, but at the same time, like a couple weeks ago, they get penalized for hitting a guy before he's out of bounds, 15 yards. So it's like, the league's not exactly making it easy for this guy, for these guys. And I don't know. That was just, uh, just a gut wrench. Pat, do you want to, you want to contribute to these negative thoughts? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've been negative about it all week. I think I'm starting to see some positives. Like, uh, I thought people's Jones showed some real clutch. Um, uh, he, he hasn't done a whole lot this year. Um, in terms of like he did last year with clutch catches. So some of those big fourth down catches he had and Mullins obviously made the passes, but he was awesome. Greedy, I agree, stepped up big time. Um, he sucked the week before against the Ravens. He gave up a bunch of long passes, so I thought he did way better this week. And um, Batonio moving over to left tackle, like he doesn't even play that position and being one of the lead blockers on all those big chub runs. I mean, he's, a, he's a pro bowler. He's awesome. But, um, that's a, that was full strength NFL team going up against like a bunch of practice squad guys and a handful of starters and they almost won. So I know it sucks and the way that they lost is so Browns, but it's, there were silver linings. And um, we have the just we just have a hard schedule. Like it's so yeah. much harder than last year. Like people don't um, remember that. Like it's our schedule this year is way tougher than it was last year. 
Yeah. So yeah, the, obviously the roster we had is was being held together by duct tape. It's a roster that someone said you might not even see in a preseason week three game. Well, all that being <laughs> said, again, yeah, everyone was bummed and miserable after that game. It might have been the worst loss since '99, but no one's down on the team. No one's down on the players. It was the situation that everyone was bummed out about. There was nothing we could do. We have. <laughs> 11 how many starters were out with covid and again we're not here to make excuses no one's making excuses but it is what it is it, it just it, no one's out for suspension no one's out for it was covid they're all out nothing you could do we're lucky that we even got to play the game um i want to say and uh, yeah so this was actually an interest i think it was an interesting thought uh, i've heard a lot of people putting like the blame or a lot of the blame on uh, Chase McLaughlin for the uh, missed kick in the uh, end of the first half, which obviously you want to make it and he's supposed to make it. And I'm not like making excuses, but I don't think that affected the outcome of the game as much as you would think. And would you like to hear why? I would be fascinated to hear why. Cause I have a completely different right. take after this, which is good. Yes. Oh, sick. Well, this might change. Tell me if this logic holds water. And I'll so, have a different take than either of you. Uh, yes, do it. We got a whole bunch of takes. Hell yeah, Chris. So uh, we missed the kick going into the half. That would have put us at 7-3, or excuse me, 10 to 3. We go into it at uh, 10 nothing, right? So in the second half, let's say that we make the kick and all things play out the same, which I don't know if you can say this exactly, but every possession they tried to score, we tried to score. We scored a touchdown and put us down seven to 10 with the missed kick. Raiders kick another field goal. We are down 13 to seven. So we are down six points, right? Mm -hmm. So we had a drive where it wound up being fourth and whatever. And we decided to go for it and we scored, which put us up 14, 13. Had Chase made the kick earlier in that same scenario, we would have been down 10 to 13. And there is a 0% chance we would have gone for it on fourth being down by three. So we would have tied it. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this Christmas episode briefly to remind you about a podcast called the knuckleheads NBA veterans, Quentin Richardson and Darius miles are lifelong friends and bona fide truth tellers. Listen as they invite special guests, high profile athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. Named for the on-court celebration they made wildly popular, this unfiltered, hilarious, and surprising podcast is like playing NBA 2K with no fouls. The Knuckleheads podcast brings out some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. Hosted once again by former NBA players Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles, it is their seventh season of doing the podcast with notable guests such as Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, and DeMar DeRozan. Check them out wherever you can find podcasts. Again, the Knuckleheads podcast. 
back to the podcast we go. I don't hate to take it all. I appreciate your glass half full. And that's one way to look at it. Of course, there's many ways to skin this cat. Um, For the record disclaimer, it doesn't uh, change anything. Obviously, like we still lost. Folks, we're trying here. Folks, we're trying. I was just trying for for everyone that's like, oh, my God, the kicker ruined everything. It's like, well, I I think if he would have made the kick, ironically, we wouldn't have gone for it on and we would have gone into the same situation except time. My take is, and I respect that take. Everyone can have their own take. I'm not an NFL kicker. I could not do what those guys do. It's disclaimers out there, all that BS. Chase, in the NFL, you get paid to make these field goals. I'm not going to kill you for one. You've missed six field goals since the Denver game, including the Denver game. I don't know what it is. He's missed a lot of field goals lately, and that can't happen in the men's league, in the national league. It just can't. I know what you're saying in that scenario, but if he makes that kick going into the half, a lot of different things can happen and change. Um, so it's not just so much that, it's just been the inconsistency, and you can't have that this time of year. Mucho, what you got? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, Kevin. It's There's so many different things that spring from a 10-3 result at half versus 10-0. It was pretty demoralizing, but the fact that they – came back and took the lead after that happened is pretty remarkable I would say given that the first half they had literally no offense it was just like abysmal I almost turned it off but we don't have an offense uh, at all you're right <laughs> but uh no it was you know it, it happens um it's tough to lose like that but uh just move on it just sucks when we have no passing game. We have no quick slant, no medium passing game. No, It's just not there. And that's why one of the reasons, and there's a lot of different storylines and why we did it, and he's the best player on offense, blah, blah, blah. That's why we ran Chubb three times. We don't have any other options. We're not, I mean, it just it is what it is. Remember how easy this team used to be able to score and get points? Like last year on this time, know, especially. Like, Mullins was making some great throws. No, like, credit to Mullins. We just don't have any receivers right now, or we don't have any passing game. We- we had Joku, we had Peoples-Jones, we had the other tight end, the guy that caught the touchdown. I mean, you don't run it three times on a row. Like, that's nope. just terrible. No. You, you bootleg I, it, and you throw five yards, and you win the game. <laughs> like, hindsight, hindsight, I, I understand hindsight. That's why I'm going to just disclaimer that again. If we had one or two of those guys, man, if we had Jarvis, obviously if we had Baker, if we had Stefanski on the side, who knows? Man? I mean, wh- any other of those playmakers could have made a big difference in that game. Um, I'm going to flip the script real quick. I got to give credit where due. Derek Carr played his ass off. Uh, that kicker kicking into the dog pound with no time left. The windy ass night it was. Credit to him. Um, I despise the Raiders. I despise a lot of players on that team. But credit where due. Carr played well. The kicker came out and did it. Um, we lost a heartbreaker. We gave him everything we can or everything we did. Um, now we got to go to play Green Bay on Christmas Day, baby. And yeah, I'm going to put that again. We lost 16 to 14 last seconds of the game. I don't have anything else to say on this game. I'm going to put that to rest, but gentlemen, any final thoughts on the Raiders game? All right. I'll take your muting as a no, uh, quick, uh, let's do, we'll do bad news and good news first. Um, well, I'll let you speak on this because I know, uh, you've done more, media creation for this fellow than even the Browns have. Uh, we lost a Scottish hammer this week. He was waived. I must say 
when I was sitting behind the end zone and Colquitt made that punt as the first or second quarter and it like hit the four yard line and bounced out of bounds. I kind of knew right there, like, eh, I don't think we're going to see the hammer anymore after this. Um, so unfortunately, Jamie Gillen's been on the COVID list past couple of weeks and due to the outstanding performance of Britton Colquitt the last few weeks, uh, he was waived yesterday. And now Britton is our punter moving forward. Look, we all love the Scottish hammer. We love what he's done for the city. We love him as the person just hasn't had a consistent, you know, year, year and a half as a kicker. And unfortunately in the national league, it's pass fail. So again, we, we, we wish him well, we say goodbye. Um, but it's nothing, obviously there's, there's no ill will for any of us towards the Scottish hammer. I'll let you guys get your piece on that. Wait, real quick. Is it Britain Colquitt? Yes, Brit- Britain is the new kicker. His brother was the kicker who Scottish hammer took the job from three years ago. Oh, how the turntables. Dustin Colquitt. Dustin Colquitt's the new guy. I thought Britain was the old guy. Whatever. Dustin Colquitt. Yeah, whatever. Dustin's a new guy. Um, My bad. My bad. No, it's all good. Brothers Colquitt. Brothers Colquitt. It sucks. You know, players get cut. It is what it is. Uh, the Scottish hammer had a folklore about him embrace the team. He actually, from what I hear was actually a pretty positive in the locker room. Um, and it was a pretty damn good member of the community. He was big on, uh, whatever the charity is Wounded something warriors. for heroes, wounded warriors, <laughs> to just blatantly forget. Uh, he worked with uh, Zabo. Let me shut up. He uh, made those shirts, the puns for pines that the proceeds went to the wounded warriors. And you're just a dude that gets it. It, uh, it was kind of talking to some behind the scenes. Apparently it was kind of shitty how it went down. Like there wasn't a whole lot of clarity and apparently Stefanski was about it, um, which I don't know if we can, I don't really feel like talking about that on air because I don't know what can or can't be talked about. Um, it just it's but, it's right before Christmas. It's it's going to be shitty regardless. Yeah. It sucks. And he is going to be picked up. Um, he's going to be picked up. So you know, I wish him all the best. But there may be some issues behind the scenes with that special teams unit that kind of starts with the coaching, which is a bummer. But it is what it is. Um. I will say, and it's not my place to, to give out numbers or any of that stuff, but I'll let the people that were behind it do that. But he raised a lot of money selling those T-shirts for the Wounded Warriors Foundation charity. So that's something that those guys aren't going to go out there and brag about or talk about. But Jay McGillan did a lot of good here. You know, he was like, you said it perfectly, a lot of folklore to him. He did a lot of good. A lot of people knew who he was, not just in the Browns community, but just around town. He'll land on his feet. We wish the best for him. And you never know. You know, maybe we'll see Scott Hammer again someday. So, bid him well. Um, you got anything on that, Mucho, before we move on? No, good luck to him. <laughs> uh, as I said, well, you know, bad news before good news. Let's give it up. Uh, Browns have five. Despite this nasty, headache, dumb season, we got five boys going to the Pro Bowl. So, congrats to Miles, Denzel, Batonio, Wyatt, and Chubb. Uh, very, very well-deserved. And, again... 
we got to take these victories we can get them no matter how big or small folks yeah uh congrats to the boys well deserved to teller and, and batono and extension and chubb with the extension as well um mm -hmm. i got to imagine that they're going to pay denzel no idea what that market looks like for a top tier corner but i think he's proven himself but is that like would you expect 15 a year type thing 15 yeah okay we'll see what well, good for he's them. getting paid only seven. He, he's he's earned a spot and like i said last episode a lot of people have been hard on him i've been hard on him not that guy first shot also shout out to denzel for uh finalist for the, the browns finalist for the walton payton award um that guy does so much in the Cleveland community behind the scenes. Another one. It's incredible. His foundation is unbelievable. I only said earlier in the year, can we afford to pay him if he keeps getting hurt and he can't be on the field ever, but the last couple of months, man, has he turned it on and he is that lockdown shutdown corner. We always have seen flashes of and knew he could be, he's gonna be here for a long time. I love seeing a Cleveland boy do well and get uh, the recognition and the soon to be contract he deserves. Knock on wood. Uh, Muccio, anything on pro bowlers? Um, no, I mean, you know, these guys amazing. They're the stalwarts of the program right now, the, of the franchise. You're and, a stalwart. Uh, oh, thank you, Kevin. Um, I was just thinking about this, and sorry, Kevin, I wasn't really listening to you, but I was thinking about uh, <laughs> the, the Raiders game. You know, that sucked, and we've got a tough one coming up, but this this time that we're giving this beat up team to rest towards the, the final stretch, this division is separated by a freaking pair. Like a win takes you to first, a loss takes you to last. Every week it's going to be like that for the rest of the season. Steelers are banged up. Ravens are banged up. Bengals are meh. It's still up for grabs. We get a week off, a ton of starters rest. Then let's go. You know, hey, like great point. Great point. This COVID stuff, pending they some of them can come back for this game. They just had an extra bye week, these guys. Yeah. So let's have full, baby. Know. We're trying. We're trying. Yeah. <laughs> not We're trying. to be a uh, not to I was th think I, I was dwelling on that as a silver lining as well, but this is a question that you may know the answer to, Kevin. Are they practicing these guys that are on the list? Are they still able to practice? No, they have to do shit on their own. They're going to be on the virtual walkthroughs and virtual all that. Today, Thursday, the team is the ones that are healthy and not, they are having a full practice today in Berea. Um, but no, the guys that are on, they, they can't do anything. They could be at all the meetings and the walkthroughs and whatnot. Fortunately, at this time of the season, yeah. Are, if you're not out there running around, are you going to get a little rusty? You have to. It just, that's human nature, baby. But at this point in the season, they're not going to, it's not like, you know, the first few weeks, this is when no one knows what's going on. These guys know what's going on. They know the playbook. So again, trying to be positive here as much as we can. Um, no, that's fine. Of course, we do have to say uh, an hour before the recording of this episode, JC Treader is now in COVID protocols. Greg Newsome bounced from concussion protocols to COVID protocols. The good news, Stefanski and Baker will be back for Green Bay. Yeah, which I don't we get that. I mean, they should be, but I don't understand how it's like an absolute given that they're back and they, I don't believe they've tested negative so yet. Regardless, regardless of what 
forget to take testing out of it. The, the one rule that trumps all everything is the 10 days from that first positive. So no matter what, it has been Saturday will be the, the Christmas day will be the 10 days since all those guys tested that that one round of them went out that are positive. So no matter what, they are back on Saturday, regardless. It's been as 10, long days, as 10 days as long as you're vaccinated, right? Yep. Yep. 10 days. Or I, I don't even know, to be honest with you at this point, uh-huh. but 10 days trumps everything. So thank God. Also, Hooper came back a few days ago. Um, who else we get back? Um, a few other guys came back. Sick dudes. Sick dudes. Oh, hey, one more thing, too. Uh, shout out Joe Jackson and some of those other boys that came up to play against the Raiders. I remember my, my pops and I were looking at each other at the stands a couple times, like, who the heck is that? Or who is Joe Jackson? These guys balled out, man. So props to them. Um, uh, but, yeah, hey, we're going into Green Bay, boys, for, for Christmas Day. Um, hey, I'll pump, baby. We're playing with house money. Let's do it. I mean, these guys are yeah. going to get up. It's a big game. Baker's back. Stefanski's back. Hopefully we get some more surprises in the next couple of days. That's all we have so far. Hooper's back. Um, unfortunately, losing our center two days before sucks. I have truly no idea who's going to step in the center right now. Um, but, hey, we got to start digging positive, even if Green Bay is favored by seven and a half points. Um, Christmas Day game. Hey, I know Aaron Rodgers, the MVP. I know he's you know, arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, if not the most skilled quarterback of all time so far. This team is not unbeatable by any stretch. All right. Now this is pending. Of course, if we can get, you know, Clowney and hopefully miles is healthy. I get that, but (laughs) team is not unbeatable. This is not some Goliath we're going up against. Maybe with regards to having half our roster out, it would be, but I'm not scared of green Bay. I might change the tone of that at like five o'clock on Christmas day, but right now I'm not scared of green Bay. Kevin, pride is a weakness. Hell no, it's not. Yes, it is. Yeah. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about Green Bay. They, oh, then yes, they, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> they they don't think they don't think shit of us right now. They're like first no. of all, it's the Browns, and second of all, they all have COVID. Like they're gonna take us very lightly, and it could come around and punch them in the Christmas mouth. Day. It's Christmas Day. Yep. They're at home. They want to get back to their trees and their kids and their families, and. If they lose, it doesn't do shit to them. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And just like that, we're optimistic again. We are back, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Going into this with low expectations and the (laughs) setup off chance Christmas. He's so sick. Um, No, yeah, that's. uh, that's, Guys, uh, I don't I don't want to get ahead of my skis here. I don't even know. I I can't even. um, This is knocking out wood. Let's be real here. We always do this. If we win on Christmas Day, I don't know. This, this is going to be – that will be the greatest Christmas present. We'll be out of all, all night, time. Christmas night. Oh, my God. Just please, please, God. Just after we deserve to win that Raiders game so bad, and I know you can say moral victories, blah, blah, blah. Please, God, just let us win this Green Bay game on Christmas Day. Just one time. One time for Cleveland. And everyone, everyone is, like, doing their predictions of – the Browns getting their asses kicked. I'm like, all right, that's yep. good. Let's show please. the players, show the players. Hang that up, yeah. Boards. Please, by all means. Show it in the means. Zoom meetings. Show it in the Zoom meetings, baby. Let's do it, baby. Um, we will – oh, so a couple of things, housekeeping things. Uh, I intentionally didn't put out a Raiders pregame episode because we didn't know what the roster was until two hours before the game. So the pregame would have been, well, it could be this, it could be that, it might be this. So it wasn't even worth it. Um there's no Green Bay interview this week because it's Christmas and I just don't want to talk to anybody from Green Bay. 
Not, I don't know if anyone else does. There will be a Their pregame episode. Their accents are hilarious. True. There will be a pregame episode for the Green Bay game tomorrow. Um, so we'll give you something there. Um, but, gentlemen, that's all I got. Godspeed, Cleveland Browns. Any uh, final thoughts? Play that one. Play I think that we one got Christmas. this. I- I'm pumped. <laughs> I- I'm pumped. I'm not going to lie. I'm very optimistic. I'm ready to grow. Let's do it, baby. Um, hey, in a serious note, though, um, appreciate everyone who's been tuning in, listening. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all of you. Hope all your family stay safe. This COVID stuff's everywhere. Stay healthy. Look after one another. Look after your family. Um, we'll talk to you tomorrow for the pregame. And then after Christmas, for Raleigh, for Muccio, for myself, happy holidays. Essentials to the Dogs of War podcast. And good night. Ho, 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 Cleveland. Child must be made. <laughs>